0: People want to know real world examples. I think a lot of people who listen to The Fitting Room kind of know our game and they want to know what's going to be right for their game. So this is truly driver versus driver versus driver, all three models. The results, I will say, will shock some people. They might surprise They might shock some people.
1: This is The Fitting Room Podcast. Here's your host, Nate Adelman.
2: Three Maverick drivers... Four players, the ultimate experiment. Uh, This is the Fitting Room Podcast. I am your host, Nate Adelman, alongside with my Fitting Room regulars. Yo, D-Nevs, Dave Neville, welcome to the show. Thanks for
0: having me, Nate. I'm excited for the show. And we
2: got Garrett Pond in the house, too. GP. Hey, hey, you might
1: also say there's three Mavericks in the studio today. Oh, three
2: in the studio. And we also have in the control room um, our producer, Tyler. Tyler. Tyler was the fourth member of this experiment. So what was this experiment that we're talking about? We're going to get to that in just one second. Just a reminder, The Fitting Room is part of the Callaway Podcast Network. Wonderful podcast. Listen to them all. Subscribe today on uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, anywhere where you listen. You're probably already subscribed to this one, but there's some other great podcasts from Callaway as well. The Ship Show, Girls in Golf Podcast, Putting Podcast, just to name a few of them. Uh, But today's episode is a fun one. This is an episode, Dave, you came up with. And this was, we've got these three heads of Maverick Driver, three different heads, the Sub-Zero, the Standard, and the Max. We've been talking a lot about which ones are the right for which players. And uh, just as a reminder, uh, we did release a podcast on the Maverick Driver, a fitting room podcast. Check it out. Uh, It it released about uh, two or three weeks ago. That one we broke down each head. Who's it for? How it's designed? Um, some of the early uh, data, but th- really that was all theoretical. And we and Dave, you it was your idea to put it to the test. So. Why don't you lay out what, what you challenged us with?
0: Yeah, so people want to know real-world examples. So you can say, from R&D standpoint, this is what we expect the, the heads to do. But I think a lot of people who listen to The Fitting Room know, know us or have played golf with us or kind of know our game, and they want to know what's going to be right for their game. So this is truly driver versus driver versus driver, all three models, four different players, four really different golfer types. And the results... I will say, will they shock might, some people. They might surprise. They you. might shock some people.
2: Um, okay, so laying out a little bit of what we did in the test, uh, the test was administered by Garrett, um, who is our uh, uh, overseer of all things when it comes to data. Uh, we took, the goal was to really isolate what is the performance of each of these different heads uh, for really four different player types. So as part of the experiment, we used TrackMan was our technology of choice. Um, Every player brought their gamer shaft. So there's no variables in the shaft. Same same length, uh, same club head weight, um, same shaft uh, for all of the driver heads. Um, And then the goal, uh, Garrett, what you did was you got each driver head optimized uh, for each player.
1: Yeah, if you're trying to get each driver to satisfy the requirement of being as efficient as possible for shot shape, distance, and consistency. How do those heads need to be set up uh, to achieve that?
2: So uh, we spent a a morning down with you at the Ely Calaway Performance Center. And we started hitting each club. You got each club optimized for the best numbers that that club could produce. Um, And then at the end, we analyzed the data and we've got some data to go through um. So, unless you guys have objections, let's get into it. Let's dig in. So let's start with Dave. So Dave, um, before we show your data, what was your expectation going into it, or did you have any guesses going into it? Which driver head would perform the best for you?
0: Well, I had been playing the Maverick Standard for for a while. In a, uh, I tried both a nine degree and a ten five configuration, but mostly in the nine degree configuration. It was really loving that that driver but i particularly was interested in seeing whether there might be a low spin option or something that might be a little more forgiving um basically you know driver's always one of the clubs that's been tough for me and whenever i'm hitting fairways that I'm, I'm playing good golf um typically i would say i'm in the mid-range of you know what avid players are usually 94 to 98 to 99 miles an hour is my typical club head speed. I think it was on the low end for this, this session. It was which, a pretty cold day. So yeah, it was super cold, and windy. Was cold and windy. I'll use, windy yeah. I'll use that as an excuse, but then immediately had to go back to uh, super speed golf training after seeing the, the numbers on the, uh, the track, <laughs> So
2: So let's go to the numbers of the three drivers first. Right. And for those of you who are listening to this podcast, uh, we actually have uh, the numbers um, and the dispersion charts uh, on, the, on the video form of this podcast. So if you head over to YouTube, um, you can watch the video format of this podcast, and you can look in depth at all the numbers. We have them up here on the screen, but we will go through them. So looking at the three drivers, um, Dave, you started with the standard, 9-degree, mm-hmm. uh, driver um and that one I mean Garrett you got him to really nice numbers we had
1: yeah I um by the way I think it's important to note the averages on the on the charts there these are the averages of the club by the time we went through all the settings necessary to get it as as efficient as possible so at the top of the standard Maverick you'll see it's in minus 1D that's not necessarily how the hosels and everything were set to or start. some of the other ones yeah right or to start yeah
2: so it was a nine degree driver set to minus one in the draw and the numbers that we got to were great uh just shy of 2500 spin uh 14.9 launch i mean that's nice high launch that's a, a very moderately low spin
1: pretty efficient um,
2: trajectory yeah. 1.5 smash factor dave so you got a perfect score there on efficiency with that head so Um, I mean, looking at these numbers for the standard, there's there's nothing wrong with that.
0: Yeah, I really like the the numbers. That was the first one we tried. It came out really well. The one thing that that we talked about a little bit, Garrett, was that it was finishing a little right of target. Um, Definitely. I had the club pass swinging a little left that day with a little bit of a open face. But we did move it to the draw setting to try to get it. Um, to be a little bit more of a draw, which is what I like to see, because that seems to maximize my my distance. Um, but in terms of where the plots landed, it was a little bit right of uh, center line. Yeah, yeah. Still a, in the fairway, but
1: a nice efficient, uh, what I call a power fade, high launch, low spin, falling to the right, and um, to get the trajectory efficient for. Um, max distance in other words getting the spin down low enough to where you're likely to see roll even though you've got that high launch we need the spin to be low enough we had to put it in the upright or the d lie angle right and if he was able to spin it uh low enough in nine at stated loft maybe we wouldn't have needed the d setting but going down in loft points the face open and uh, we kind of i guess counteract that a little bit with the upright lie angle on that to get the shot shape dialed in Cool. Yeah.
0: So this was close. This is basically close to what I had been playing, except I didn't have it in the negative one D um, setting. Um, so it it was pretty good. The the so, start. I was happy with this.
2: Great. Yeah. This these numbers look good. I think most golfers would be really thrilled with this. But we didn't stop there. We said we still want to test the other two. Um, so the second one we tested was the Maverick Max, um, and this one. Uh, we went, uh, the the final setting here was nine degrees at minus one as well, but not in the D setting, which is interesting. Um, I guess it supports the theory that this driver is a little more, I guess, draw, uh, draw, draw capable. Mm-hmm. So here we had a nice uh, launch angle of 14 and a half, so slightly lower launch, uh, 2600 spin. So, I mean, neg- negligible, but a hair more spin. So launch conditions pretty darn similar, um, uh, but and also perfect smash factor, 1.5 smash factor. So, uh, looking at the total yardage, it looks like we eked out uh, a little two two extra yards of carry and about a half extra yard of total distance here.
0: I think what was interesting about this test, and Garrett, if you remember, we tried it in the uh, full draw setting where we put the, the heavy weight into the, the heel, but then I was getting a lot of misses left. And your point, which was a good one, was like th- that this head is already draw by us before you, you put it into the full draw setting. So we didn't need the full draw setting, but we were able to lower the loft of the negative one. We didn't even need the draw on the, the hosel. Yeah, the uh,
1: the max driver starts with a more upright lie angle to begin with. And um, that one to get a shot shape that sort of mitigates the likelihood of a pull draw. You, you would have definitely needed to keep that in the neutral setting, heavyweight back rather than in the heel to sort of um, mitigate any sort of pull hooks. And I know you had mentioned in drivers in the past a miss that you've, or wanted to avoid uh, going forward was uh, was a, a left miss.
0: I hate the left miss uh, because it's left and going left. And you just, as you know, you can't play that.
2: So in typical Yodinev's fashion, you had perfect launch conditions. We said it's not perfect enough. And we found what you could argue (laughs) is even, even more perfect launch conditions with the max.
0: I think what was great on the, on the plot here is it was a little bit more draw. You can actually see it on the plot. If we, if we show it, which is the, the blue was the standard. And then the, the red was the max. So it was center line or a little bit left of the, of the center line which i was really uh, happy with so and and with the, the distances being almost exactly the same as the standard
2: um this is a really really good fit for me so then the last one we tried was the sub-zero i think going into it we all probably expected this would be the least likely to make mm. it in your bag but looking at these numbers um uh ball speed was still you know pretty high not quite as high as the rest um Spin rate was much lower. lower. We had 2,100 spin and lower launch as well, 13 degrees of launch. Um, I'm guessing, Dave, you can kind of provide the color, but this one seemed a little more slippery. Like, it was a little more squirrely trying to control it.
0: Yeah, well, it was, first of all, it was end of the day, and I was just not, I did not hit this one um, uh, solid, which was probably more uh, me. But in terms of the spin rate, it definitely showed that it, it's lower spinning. But we, I think we just weren't getting the kind of carry that we wanted, Garrett, on this. And then the misses were, whoa, misses yeah, the, were rough. Yeah,
1: there was a, uh, a significant dispersion difference with uh with the sub-zero for you there wider dispersion so,
2: so looking at these numbers i mean we had the maverick standard and the maverick max you were playing those at eight degrees mm-hmm. um and the sub-zero you were playing at nine degrees so you're playing it a, d- a, a degree higher in loft but you were still seeing so, 500 rpms less so that kind of speaks to and
0: a lower launch angle and a lower launch mm-hmm. yeah so
2: that speaks to like for the guy who is high spin which it uh, you know with the you know downward angle of attack high speed that sub zero driver is designed for that type of player oh it doesn't works doesn't happen it, to be you
0: i don't, I don't need okay. it you know so <laughs> let's look
2: at the dispersion chart yeah um, so we're going to pull that up on the screen here and this i think if we're looking at this is a good way i like to look at a tiebreaker between the two clubs so mm. maverick standard and maverick max you hit them both really mm. good But the dispersion chart to me is where the tiebreaker is so um, the red circle here is centered right on the center line um with you know three of the four balls just a hair left of the line the maverick standard uh the the dispersion circle is just a little bit right of Mm -hmm. the line so the, the the circle was tighter with max and it was more on line with max and to me even though the numbers were perfect with both that to me is the tiebreaker. That's
0: exactly what I like to see. I like to see it finishing a little bit left of the of the center line, which tells me I got a little bit of a draw um, out of it. They're both good, but um, Max is now go, going into the bag.
2: There you there you have it. So. The experiment did result in a driver change for you. It did. It did,
0: um, and in fact, got a chance to play it uh, on Sunday at, at Torrey North, and was really pleased. So the nice. trajectory was um, was much much better. It was definitely a lower trajectory, and I was getting was getting more run out than where I was before um, when I was playing the Maverick did uh, you, standard. Did you
1: have any left misses that sort of surprised you? That said, ooh, maybe this is not not exactly. Would it want long term or did no? It, it no, I didn't.
0: I didn't. Uh, I will great. say I had a couple of, of right misses that I need to need to work on. But that that sort of left going left, you know, almost like the duck hook, which is just not playable, especially a Tory. Um, that did not happen at all. So I was really pleased uh, with the max, and uh, that is in the bag for the foreseeable oh, future.
1: Wonderful. I've seen a lot of players. Just as a side note, thus far, hitting all these three drivers. Um, The cool thing about that max driver is if you're a a massive slicer, you can set it draw, you can close face, you can put the weight in the heel, and you're not a massive slicer anymore. But for the players that want a consistent driver that don't need um, help hitting it straight necessarily, you can do the things we did Mm -hmm. to it for you uh, and get a nice, uh, consistent, straight shot without it hooking and i haven't seen a driver like that before
0: yeah this is not just a uh you've done a ton of the fittings with it but it's not just a really high handicapper uh, club even tour players putting in the uh, max max tour uh version out there so
2: well i think we'll after we get through the rest of the data with garrett myself and tyler we can we'll see that playing out yeah um so Let's, let's keep going. Let's keep moving ahead. Now, this one, uh, I guess, going into this test, we'll we'll do uh, my data now. I've told you guys this. Um, I've been I've had Maverick Standard in the bag for a couple months now, and I've never driven the ball better.
0: Yeah, you're striping than it than
2: I have over the last couple mm-hmm. months. And so for me, I thought this going into this, I said, "Oh, this is going to be a formality because I've got the best driver that I've ever had in my entire life." So. Uh so we did the test and I guess let's look at the numbers. <laughs> results let's could be the shocking. The, the, the results may surprise. You. Okay. So, uh looking at the test, um we'll go backwards here. We'll start with the sub zero. Um I have tended to be a lower spin guy. Um anyway, and looking at the data from the sub zero, um we had a spin rate of 2000, a launch angle of 9 um and the dispersion was pretty broad um this one i think we can quickly say we, we kind of knew going into it it wasn't going to be for me um i felt like it was the hardest to control hardest to turn
1: over um anyway garrett is that what you saw yeah and your dispersion chart sort of uh notes that as well a little wider and not as long in the air as well and uh, we're all the way up to a ten and a half degree driver to try and get you with enough launch and enough spin so that's how kind of how different your you guys deliver right. the club differently uh, to where d nev's is down in the in, in the nine you're in a 10 and a half hitting it even lower and when you get the launch down that much and the spin down that much you start to lose carry maybe you add roll but that's of course dependent on the on the course conditions and if we went higher plus one plus two on the driver it starts to be in a setting that you're just not. Uh, as comfortable looking down at, cause the face gets shut. Right. Um, so that's the best we could do with yeah. the uh, the sub zero. For
2: what that for what it's worth, the feel to me, <laughs> it didn't feel as. Um, uh, it felt like it, I was having to work too hard. Yeah. I guess if you will. I don't know if that makes sense, but it didn't feel as like the ball felt heavier to me. Um, and maybe that's because it had uh, not enough spin or what. I'm not yeah, sure.
0: your smash factor was still um, pretty good, but just what I noticed when I was, you know, filming you and I was down there with you, just the carry you could you could just notice it. The, right. It was just lower well trajectory, of off, yeah. less spin, and just the carry uh, wasn't there. And that might be fine if it's super firm out, but if you're playing in soft conditions out, out here, you're gonna need you need a little more carry.
1: Speaking of smash factor with the Sub Zero driver obviously it's the lower moi driver of the three the lower cg driver um what i've seen thus far that driver um is way better than anything i've seen in the past it's in terms of low spin drivers as far as maintaining ball speed ball speed, yeah um, mm. and you can see the ball speed even though he sprayed ball it a little speed bit hung in there with the yeah. other two so yep. so going next
2: to the standard um uh the numbers here uh numbers here i thought looked looked great uh a mile power faster clubhead speed um we had a 10 10.8 degree launch 2400 spin um 1.48 smash factor so this is what i've been seeing a lot on the golf course um and when i saw this i was not surprised i was happy with it the one thing that did surprise me a little bit though, Garrett, was we did go, I've been playing the ten five, you had me in the 9 degree um, up 1. So you had me at 10 degrees instead of the ten five.
1: Yeah, and as far as the sample size of shots we were looking at, the 10 and a half hung out to the right a little bit in, right. the, in the test, so we went to the 9 plus 1D, gets the lie angle and the face angle in a spot where you're more likely to draw, and that's what we saw it start to produce. Yeah. So, um,
0: You've always been a 10.5 guy, or almost always, always. yeah.
1: yeah.
2: Um, so, yeah, that one I was really happy with, uh, and I wasn't surprised because I'd been playing it, and it was fantastic. So then uh, we went off to the max, which, you know, it felt like, all right, well, this one's going to be a formality for me. Um, but whoa, Nelly, was I wrong hmm. on that. So uh, this one, um, ball speed uh, was the same. Uh, launch angle was a degree higher, 11.8 instead of 10.8 and spin rate was a thousand rpms less 2300 so we had higher launch we had lower spin we had ball speeds were exactly the same, the same. ball <laughs> is speed crazy. um and as a result it was uh you know three to four yards more carry um so that was and smash factor was uh, the so, highest, highest um, yeah. and then if we look at the dispersion chart this to me is like uh like exactly what i feel like these clubs were designed to do is what the dispersion chart looks like. So if we pull that up, you see the the bit, there's a large purple short one, that's sub zero. There's a pretty, you know, a fairly tight one straddling the line, which is standard. And then a super small blue one straddling the line, which is max. So I felt like there was more shots that I hit, just like, like just straight. The same shot every time. Like it didn't take as many shots to get the ones we needed. It was so easy to hit. I was worried it might be a little too much to the
1: left it wasn't um i had the heavy weight in the back not in the heel um yeah and and flatter lie angle note note that as well you don't need that in the upright lie angle to get it right flying straight so neutral stated
0: right yeah yeah,
2: that's a good point too so this one uh to me was like uh the the max i mean we saw dave with you the max was was awesome the max is a special driver
0: it's it's really really good so there's uh, three these are three outstanding drivers three unique uh drivers but i i was watching you hit it i was just surprised you know i did not expect you to swing the max as well as you as you did you know you just striped it with that um which you had been with the standard also so um so
2: like you dave what are you gonna do like you dave there's a new (laughs) there's the new driver in the bag
0: new maverick in town yeah Wow, so uh the yeah so
2: that was that was exciting. So um uh now we uh we'll move on to what I would say uh, is the higher speed players of the bunch. So uh Garrett and <laughs> Garrett and understatement. <laughs> Garrett and Tyler um <laughs> so Garrett why don't you walk us through uh the test that you did?
1: Yeah, I did it uh this this morning actually, so we don't have numbers to put up, but I'll kind of uh summarize. Uh, I started with the the standard driver and I was hitting a 9 degree NS and I was trying to hit, uh, as as Phil would say, a cute cut. And uh, hopefully I don't hit a cute cut into the window like whatever that just was. <laughs> it, it breaks, it ends up in someone's kitchen. Um, but I was able to produce a pretty controlled starting left, falling right shot shape, nice and consistent. And I was launching it 9.5, spinning at 2,800. So hitting down on the ball, swinging across, open face, it's kind of a... Uh, a characteristic of a flight you should see swinging that way a little lower launch a little higher spin um so i had to loft it down got the spin down another 100 200 rpm still pretty good control a little extra ball speed mind you too which was nice so the standard driver set minus one and as good as it could be for me mm-hmm. uh but it's still 2800 spin and not eight eight and a half nine launch it, if i launch it higher spun it lower ball could potentially go farther so that's when i go to the sub-zero to i to potentially try and see if i can increase launch without increasing spin and if i'm lucky decrease spin so i i I didn't start that as far to the uh to the left Mm -hmm. so i kind of started down the middle and then it peels off to the right even more so. So I had to go upright on that, and um, it still was just a little harder for me to start far enough left and have a predictable so, amount of fade. So I would hit more shots off to the right with it without hitting it way farther.
2: Let me ask you a question. So for a better player like you who has a shot shape that you want to see, um, that the, which you're saying is the, the cute cut, which we actually see a lot on tour. Some of the longest guys on tour now hitting cuts. Um, are you trying to get that cut? Now, not surprisingly as well, I guess, if you're hitting down on it a little out to in, you're going to have a little bit more spin. Do you want to get that cut to a little higher, like 26, 28, or are you still trying to get that to 24?
1: Uh, that's a good question. So the answer to that would depend on if you're only hitting cuts or if you're at times trying to hit draws as well. So if you uh, hit a, a cut at 2200, maybe that goes as far as a cut can go. And then by the time you say this is a, a dog leg left, I've got to try and draw this. Then your draw underspins to the point where you can't keep it in the air right. and and carry it far enough as you can if you hit a hit a fade. So if you're if you're wanting a driver that's versatile, your cuts at you know 108, 109 head speed like I was swinging should spin below 3,000 but not by much, so that your draws spin above 2,000. Got it. And then you that have a a, a a drive that is long in both conditions. Um, so I ideally I would like my spin 2500 with, ten, 10 launched if I had to if I was picky with a cut with a cut yeah uh-huh. um I was a little lower on the launch and a little higher on the spin but that's uh, and that was with the sub zero that was the standard 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 uh-huh. at minus one nice and straight the sub zero I really couldn't get it to a, a consistent higher launch lower spin just due to the fact that it hung out there to the right for me so it started a little further right and then i like looking at a measurement on TrackMan called spin axis which mm-hmm. is measuring uh sort of like wings on a plane that how how much they bank uh towards one side and it gives you a gauge for how hard the ball is likely to occur i had the the start line a few degrees more to the right with the sub-zero than the standard. So it's basically starting straight rather than kind of down the left side. And the spin axis was almost double. It was about six versus three. So it's just
0: cutting a little too much for you then?
1: Yeah, it's just sort of shooting further right and then working more to the right. So you eliminated the sub-zero. So I would have had to really go, um, you know, upright, plus two maybe to get the face angle to where that helped me start it far enough left but then i'm then i'm sort of losing the potential benefit on on spin because i need so much loft on the club to right to to get the face angle to where it helps me on shot shape right and i'm not necessarily one trying to hit a fade wanting to look down at a a driver that you know points pretty far left Left. yeah so it's just it's just not as easy for me to hit that shot with um and i didn't have if i picked up 10 yards maybe i stick with it you know Mm -hmm. it's 10 yards pretty big pickup so without a massive gain in distance a little harder to control it's not the club for me so then I try the drivers that you guys had success with um set it up the same way trying to hit a little bit of a cut with the max driver nine degrees minus one in swing left try and you know hold the face off to hit that cut starts left like the standard driver does um, so where I was, I was talking about the start lines mm-hmm. with both. I'm like three or four degrees left with the standard and the max, and almost you, zero with the subs.
2: And you attribute that to lie angle, or what uh, do you attribute that to?
1: Um, lie angle is one of the factors yeah. uh, for sure. Face angle, um, those probably be the two biggest ones. Center mm-hmm. of gravity of the club doesn't necessarily help you come into the ball with a more closed face or open face. Um, Like, for instance, if you have it in draw bias, you're not closing the face, and it's going to start more left. So lie angle uh, and face angle will be the two biggies there. Um, But the center of gravity has a huge impact on how the head twists at impact, which will possibly affect how the ball curves. With the max driver so stable and more draw bias, it's it's almost hitting a straight shot for me. Mm -hmm. So I'm essentially hitting a pull. Mm. And it got really efficient ball speed, the same ball speed as the standard, and it got really efficient or very similar launch and spin to the standard you know? i'm surprised
0: the spin rate wasn't higher
1: uh, well if you think you about it the the <clears throat> the ball has less spin axis to the right or less fade mm-hmm. so when it's flying straighter or more draw shot shape you're going to see a little lower spin so i essentially had, was a, at a wash on distance trajectory ball speed between the max and the and the standard Wow. Problem with the max for me is I'm not hitting cuts all of a sudden. I'm just hitting it dead straight. Yeah, right. But you could view that as a good thing because then, why not just play a straight shot? But I'm trying. You know, I visualize wanting to hit a fade. Right. And it's just I would have to change the way I swing a little bit or change the way I aim a little bit for that driver to be, you know, really, really good for me. So the standard I, I couldn't be happier with. That's awesome. Wow. It's
0: interesting a lot of like better players, this shocks me, don't like to hit straight balls, you know? Like yeah. I always wanted to like hit the hit the straight ball, but then um, you talk to Phil and he always like you you got to curve it one way or the other. You can't just go go straight. Um, so and you hit that little that little pull. I, I guess with the fade, you know what's going to happen, right? And you know how to play it, Yeah, it's it, just
1: right? a more uh, controllable and repeatable move mm-hmm. for me. Right. I always hate those holes that are essentially no Curve in on the hole, and there's trees on both sides. It just looks like a tunnel that you have to hit straight through. (laughs) But you put me on a dog leg. It's like, oh, that's easy.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Yeah. So the so uh, standard. A guy like you, you know, one ten club head speed, um, but the ability to want to shape the ball. um, That's where I think the standard eek 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 the nose over the max. Yeah.
1: The uh, the comments that we hear from tour players um whether it be out on out on tour or when they come to the test center a lot of times focus around start line and shot shape. right and that's kind of what what was the major benefit for me and the standard over the others
2: right fascinating all right well we've got one more player to get to um and that is our producer producer tyler sheehan who is a high speed guy and yes. um, yeah. very high speed. He's a one eighty guy. One eighty ball speed guy. I don't think he has actually ever touched a non sub zero version of any Callaway <laughs> club. So this was an interesting one. No no uh, guys,
3: I've I mean, in my five years at Callaway, it, <clears throat> whenever the sample box of new drivers came, I went right to the nine degree sub zero model.
2: And so this was an exciting opportunity to get Tyler to see what happens when we get uh, uh Tyler hit all three, and one of the pieces of feedback we've been getting was that a lot of guys who had played Sub-Zero in the past were being able to fit into standard. Um, So we tried them all, um, and I'll say we can quickly breeze through the max. The max simply spun too much for Tyler. High speed, um, you know, a a degree or two down
3: on it. Um, But one thing to note, the club head is super stable. It feels really good. A note on this driver is I love the sound and feel compared to some of the models year over year that we've had. Right. Um but Maverick Max even if we got the club a little upright uh minus 1 draw setting, it was still we couldn't get it under 2800 spin.
2: Right. So that's an instance where uh that that's just that driver head was not that designed for a yeah. player like Tyler Swing. So the one that I was really interested in was uh, Sub Zero, which uh, had been or it was in Tyler's bag at the time versus standard. Um, and Tyler, what did you think of the standard head when you hit it?
3: So the most interesting thing about the standard head, and I think I, uh, I think sorry I, that I saw on both Dave and yours data is that you were about a mile and a mile and a half hour faster swing speed with the standard. I found that to be the case as well. Uh, so you had fastest swing f- speed, fastest ball speed, but you still couldn't quite get that spin rate where we wanted to in that 22-24 window.
2: So so I did this fitting with Tyler, and um, one of the things we saw was Tyler does like to hit a little baby cut as well. Um, if we could get Tyler to hit a draw with that club, we could get it at 2,600 uh, backspin. But hitting the shot shape he likes, which is a little bit of a cut, the spin was still too high, even when we took the loft all the way down and put it in the draw setting to try to promote that, that flight. Um, what
0: was it? 20, it was 28? about
2: 28.
1: Yeah. So I'll, uh, remind you guys too, uh, at higher ball speeds, like 180 is way above average, about where the big hitters on tours are now. Um, Spin rate has a greater influence on distance uh, as compared to launch angle. So if he's a little off on spin, it's going to look like he's way off on what looks like an efficient trajectory. Right. Someone that's swinging uh, 80 miles an hour, they're 2800. That looks pretty darn good. Yeah. They'd they need focus on, They'd want to focus on the launch angle. Now, mm-hmm. what
2: something Tyler mentioned, which was certainly the case, was club head speed seemed to consistently be the fastest with standard. And Dave, I know we have a theory for that.
0: Well, that has to do with the arrow shape, you know, the cyclone arrow shape, and we've talked about it being faster than 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 Rogue itself. You know, it's a mile to a mile and a half faster than where we were um, with Rogue. And so that's gonna help a lot of players, you know. Not not all, but that's gonna help a lot. A lot and of then
2: players. and yeah. then the efficiency is what's gonna determine how that clubhead speed gets transformed Translated. into ball speed. Right. Um, so let's let's go to uh, the sub zero. So, so Tyler, your, your sub zero setting, I believe, was just nine degree NS when we started.
3: We started neutral stated, and I had uh, three or four rounds under the belt with that setup. And for the most part, I was happy with it, noticing you could occasionally get one of these high spinners to the right. Um, so, what was eye opening for me on that, is you've first pointed it out right, right away. Minus one draw gets the club head a little bit upright and kind of mitigates that potential for that high spinner to the right.
2: Yeah, so for Tyler, we realized if, if we can take away the spinny right ball, uh, everything is a absolute bomb. So what we did was we went a degree down in loft, and but we put it in the draw setting as well. Um, and that seemed to do the trick. He was able to turn that that ball over naturally I believe we got down to about 2,200 RPM to wow. spin, 11 degrees of launch at a hundred and what? hundred and- High, <coughs>
3: high teens, low 20s. Yeah, 100, on the, 117 uh,
2: club, head speed. 17 club head speed. We were getting indoors um, a 305 carry, which is- uh, That's a bomb. Pretty insane. nice. Um, plus the rollout, of course. So that was cool to see. Even just tinkering with a little bit of loft and lie, we were able to get Tyler what would you say, Tyler? You know, five extra yards? Seven five extra, extra yards? yards
3: in a fitting room-approved setup. Fitting room-approved.
0: Yeah. How about the front-back uh, weighting? Did you put the, the weight forward?
3: Weight forward, for sure. It, it, as a, a Several hundred of RPMs down is perfect.
2: So I think what we see here is the guy who's high speed, negative attack angle, that sub-zero driver is the magic it's money yes that's the magic for that type of player
1: yeah and let's note too tyler's a good player he's not right. hitting it all over the club face so any potential right. loss and forgiveness by having a low spin driver weight forwards kind of a non-issue for mm-hmm. a guy like him he, he's going to benefit the most from having the spin down
2: so garrett as we as we wrap this test up which i would say dave first off thank you for uh, what an awesome or, test organizing the thank test, you guys for inspiring the test
0: thanks for fitting us too garrett
2: um pleasure uh, Garrett, as you've seen, you've worked with a lot more players fitting these three drivers lately. What would you say is like the biggest takeaway for each driver?
1: Um, we can fit just about any player with these three drivers. That's that's my favorite thing about having three uh, unique drivers rather than fewer drivers with more adjustability. Um, the max driver, you've got an incredibly consistent without being a... It's not a shorter driver. No. The consistent drivers used to give up distance. Not anymore. Mm-mm. That's the max. Um, you've got a super robust ball speed, better player driver in the, uh, in the Sub-Zero. It used to be if you hit a little high on the face, but you're trying to knock spin down, you, you lose some ball speed on the Sub-Zero. Those days seem to be gone. And then nowadays with the, uh, the standard, you've got a totally neutral driver. It's not a slicer's driver. It's not a hooker's driver. It's easy to hit straight and it's super consistent on the spin. I would say that's the biggest Mm -hmm. takeaway on that driver is Mm. the the robustness in the spin. As you vary the shot shape and the hit location, you don't see much of a, of a increase or decrease in spin as we've seen in drivers from years past. To me, the, one of the biggest takeaways was how much of
2: a sleeper the max is Uh, so many different types of players, good players. I mean, you like Dave, you mentioned at the top, The Max is going to get some action on tour. Mm -hmm. So it's not a high handicap driver, it's not a hacker club. That driver is a, is a sleeper, and it's really, really, really dangerous.
0: And my biggest takeaway was you got to find the right driver for you. I mean, it was unique. Even if we had the same driver that we picked, the settings were different. Everybody is different, and you can see some huge differences. I mean, there were 18 yards carry between two different settings, two different models for you, uh, Nate, which is, is huge. Right. And Tyler saw that as well with the Sub-Zero. So the importance of getting fit is paramount but really getting getting it dialed in.
2: Well, this, is I would say, is a successful fitting room experiment. Um, all three Maverick drivers are fitting room approved clubs. So definitely <laughs> yes, go out and get tested for those today. The next test, um, the next experiment we're going to do, um, Garrett, I don't know if you know about this one yet. Uh, this was a challenge from Steven on the Maverick Irons podcast, which released uh, just last week the ocho uh the maverick ocho uh hybrid Hybrid. Mm -hmm. versus the 11 wood
0: and that's the max hybrid that's the maverick max maverick max Max eight hybrid hybrid versus the maverick Maverick, uh max 11 11 wood. wood yes which
2: goes farther
0: wow I'd like to see, like, what the trajectories and launch angles yeah, and stuff. Yeah, so with we're going
2: to hit those head-to-head with a couple of different player types. What's that... your hypothesis well, there, Gary? I'm
1: not sure. It'll depend a little bit on who uh, – what kind of swing speed you're putting on them and what type of shot shape you've got. Uh, if you swing real fast, you probably hit the hybrid farther. Um, if you – are a low spin player, you might hit the seven wood or the eleven, 11, wood. 11 wood farther. <laughs> uh, on a side note, I will say that the Ocho, the eight hybrid, might be the best chipper of all time. Chip, that's wow! Chipper. All right, it's pretty fun dual to use. Dual use. Yeah. Uh,
2: when you order those from Calligolf.com, it comes with goggles, so you don't <laughs> hit yourself in the face with the golf ball. Um, cool. Well, this uh, this has been another episode of the Fitting Room Podcast. Be sure to tune in to. The Fitting Room Live on Sirius XM PJ Tour Radio every Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Garrett will be there with us this week answering your fitting and equipment questions. Um, and then finally, you can head over to CallawayGolf.com, Check out the full line of Maverick drivers. Go through the driver selector tool. Um, see which one you should uh, – well, you should get, try all of them, but it, it'll help narrow down that selection. Um, and finally, this episode of the fitting room was produced by Trevor Miglerino and Tyler Sheehan. We'll be back next week with more fitting and equipment action in the fitting room.